Hey hoes and welcome back to another episode of Morning Cup of Hope Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back. So today we have another episode with the hoes where we talk about boundaries, relationships, and a bunch of other stuff. So I hope y'all enjoy. Speaking of boundaries, honey, Ooh. I feel like that's the biggest thing I need to learn as an adult because mm-hmm. I'm just a giver by nature. Like that's just me. And I feel like I always give people like I give to people what I expect them to give to me. So mm-hmm. like I just expect you to be genuinely wholesome for me. Like if I'm, you know, considering you without thinking, I want you to consider me too. And that goes to everything, friendships, relationships, situationships, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like I just feel like that's me. But then that's where it comes into people taking advantage because they start right. to look at you like you're a pushover mm-hmm. or you know, you're desperate for something, but in reality, it's just it's just a personality thing. You're like, just a good you know? person. Yeah, I like people to be happy. I want to be happy, and it, you know. It's- yeah, no, I agree with that, and I and I feel like when you try to set boundaries, that's when people think you're mean. Because I feel like mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are used to people setting boundaries, nope. because it's just like they want to do whatever they want to do, and that even go back to like what I was telling y'all about yesterday. Like me, oh, she's gonna hear this. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Me texting the girl back, like I was like, I was. Te- Only real friends get text backs. Okay, we gonna cut that one out. I don't even. I out. barely text y'all back sometimes. You know, I be going days without texting. That's not true. Back. I get paragraphs. Oh no, no. Imani, Dick Grace, Dick Grace, hear this? I'm gonna have to read. <laughs> I'm gonna have to read. It's right now. Look, I, I do be sending paragraphs sometimes. Oh, look, I was in my face. But I will say, Kanisha would say, even though I'd be sending paragraphs when we text, it would be random times when I just like stop responding, and it'd be like uh-huh. four days later, I'd be like, hey. she FaceTime me now? Cause she FaceTimes me all the time, random. Oh, you try- oh, she trying to run out of me. Okay, okay, we can move on. Look, Grace is like, I'll, I'll commit to finishing this podcast. <laughs> Look, you get the paragraph, I'm fine with that. We can, we can okay. You're all so irritated. And that's why you love us. Yes. Who said all that? Because <laughs> not me stealing Imani from her husband, guys. Oh, yeah. I worked with her husband, and he was once my, well, he still is my friend. No, no, hey, Craig, in case you're listening. She said was. <laughs> Past tense, past tense. But yes, me and Imani. What, what y'all say in Virginia? We locked in now, Okay, honey. locked in. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what I was saying, hey girl, hey girl. Um, What I was saying is boundary. So yes, I had, it was this girl that I was texting. I ain't gonna say her name because, you know, that's rude. But I was texting this girl and I would like rarely respond to her. 
Because I, not because I didn't like her, but because I don't respond to nobody. I don't like texting. I don't like talking to people, honestly. So like, I just wouldn't respond to her. It'll be like five days later, six days later. Honestly, shoot, I, we might've went a month and I ain't text her back, I don't know. But I wouldn't be texting her back and she was like kind of, I wouldn't want to say in her feelings about it, but she was, I feel like she felt like I didn't like her because I wasn't texting her back, which isn't true. I don't text my real friends either. But, um, but yeah, so I was saying like, she set that boundary that she didn't want to be my friend no more because of that. And I was like, dang, that's like ugly because I just don't test people back. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but I realized that she set that boundary, so I needed to honor it. But yeah, I realized that she set that boundary that she want her, she expects her friends to text back quicker, and I wasn't honoring that boundary. So I decided I was going to try to text her back a little bit quicker going forward because that's what boundaries are, giving and taking, honoring each other's boundaries. Honoring our emotions. Yes, honoring our emotions. She honored her emotions. Even though, like, I still be texting back slow, but not as slow. So we making progress, y'all. We making progress. Serious question, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why is it so difficult to really put boundaries in place? Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about with everything, like a new relationship, or it's just it's so hard to even at work it's hard yeah i feel like it's it's like the thought of wanting to be liked by everybody and well, right I'll speak for myself because i don't know about everybody. right no but you hit me, it on the nail with that one. i feel like it's really because you want to be liked by somebody so you feel like if you set a boundary for them and that's not how what they want or they expect it now they're not going to be your friend or they're not going to like you so you just like i'm gonna just go with whatever they want because if i don't they're not gonna respond the way i want them to respond but hindsight, if you set a boundary with them and they don't like that boundary, then they really don't need to be in your yeah, life. Exactly. Like, like yes. it's like okay then. And that seems process so of elimination. Exactly. Yes. But it's like I don't know why we don't do that. I feel like that's because the emotions mm-hmm. cloud the judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd be you know so stuck on whatever it is. Like you said, work. You be stuck on. Well, I could potentially get a promotion. So let me just do this extra work that I'm not technically assigned Mm -hmm. because these other lazy people don't want to do it just so they can see I'm a hard worker. Mm -hmm. When in reality, right. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that's been a a thing for me though. Like I never know how to set boundaries. I'm just, Mm -hmm. and I feel like the biggest thing for me is, so I'm very hyper independent. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up with a single mom. So I've always seen her do everything. And I feel like in turn, I've always done everything. Right. Like I was in an eight-year relationship. And even with having a partner in the house, I still did it all. Mm. Like still down to grocery shopping, paying the kids medical bills, like, you know, taking care of the kids, buying clothes. And it's like, that's where the boundaries come into place. Because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he knows he's there. Yeah. But he also knows that I'm going to do it all. So why would he want to do exactly. more? You know? So, but at that point it's a little too late to kind of put the boundary in place because mm-hmm. it's already expected by that exactly, point yeah. you know they start to look at you and feel like well why is it a problem now if you've been doing it mm-hmm. yeah no that's a good point especially like when it comes to relationships because i know my boyfriend's gonna listen to this <laughs> hey boyfriend i don't know if you want to put his name out there but hey boyfriend you can call me boyfriend so like when we first like started now i would even say before we even like started dating when we were like in the, I guess it was dating, but before we actually became like boyfriend and girlfriend, like we had a conversation and we were like, okay, if we, you know, 
you know, get into a relationship, what are your expectations for me for this relationship and vice versa? So, and I never had really had that conversation in my past relationship. Mm -hmm. So this was definitely new to me. And like, you know, we set those boundaries way in the beginning. So it's like, he knows (laughs) what he expects from me and I know what I expect from him. And then like, we know what we expect, you know, from each other. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like that has definitely helped us. And sometimes Mm -hmm. to like, you know, you know, obviously no one's perfect. Right. Right. You know, but like when things do happen, we just like, okay, we point back to, okay, well, you know, we set this expectation, you know, in the beginning. And not to say that expectations can't change because right. like, mm-hmm. you know, life happens and, you know, roles can change or whatever. But like, we kind of like, that was like almost like the foundation of our relationship when we first started. So I feel like even like my younger self, I, I, I had never done that before. And I feel like that has helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, hopefully this is, you know, this is my last relationship, you know, with, I want to be in it. Propose to a, make, sure, make sure you guys send <laughs> this, my invite. This is the, I, oh, definitely. This is the, this is the one and only relationship. <laughs> but, oh, she but I would tell. She's blushing, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Do all that melody. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I would really tell people like, this has really like, I, I saw the difference that it made mm-hmm. for me, especially to like, I, sometimes I have a hard time expressing like my emotions so when you know like something happens or whatever I can be like well we talked about this like you know how I felt you mm-hmm. know let's figure out how we can move forward or whatever blah 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 so not to go off on a tangent but that really and also to like not to go off on a tangent but like <laughs> I would say this relationship we I've done a lot of different things differently and I'm sure like this is comes with like age mm-hmm. and like the partner who he is too but like <laughs> I feel like I'm telling on myself but like in past relationships like I would just like jump into relationships so quickly like mm-hmm. you know we meet I'm dating mm-hmm. you know we're dating yeah. and Kyle was like no like we're not doing that like we need to like take you know some time to get to, to know each other before like if we even know if we want to like be in a serious relationship but like, you know, not to say that we were like messing around. We were like, we were still exclusive. But like, I had never like has, and like he was really like sincere about it. Like when he like sat me down, he had this conversation. But let me tell you, when I tell you, I was like in shock. Who's older? Uh, I, I am by a couple months. Okay, wait, <laughs> way to lead, Kyle. Way to lead. Like I had just. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had never had someone like sit me down and have that type of conversation. And in that moment, like, I was mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that moment, I was so mad because I, I felt like, oh, my gosh, like, he doesn't want to be with me. Like, he's just, like, trying to play. Like, but, like, really, like, he was really, like, trying to lay the foundation for, like, a long-term relationship. But I, I, I obviously, I didn't see it then. Oh. But now I see it now. So I definitely wouldn't change it, how it happened. But I was pissed in the moment. <laughs> That's such an adult relationship, like that y'all that I sat down at the beginning to talk about it because I'm just thinking about like me and Craig. Were, I mean, I mean, we were kids, like we were younger, so I feel like in our relationship, it's like a lot of stuff came up. Whereas, like, if we would have set those boundaries at the beginning, it wouldn't have been no problems. But like, obviously, like as it happened, 
you know, we discussed it, but it's just like certain things that for me, it's like, I would think that's a clear boundary that we don't have to discuss or something for him that he would think of a clear boundary. Like since we never discussed it, we never knew that each other felt that way. Mm-hmm. So when it came up, it's just like, you would be pissed. Cause it's like, why wouldn't you expect that? Like, why wouldn't you know that that's a boundary in a relationship? Like, why would you do that? And it's because nobody ever discussed it. So that's so adult of you. And it's so funny because like, I feel like if one of like Kyle's friends or his family like listen to this, like they would never think he would do this. But like when we were having that conversation, Mm -hmm. let me tell you, this man, we did a questionnaire that he like created. Oh, y'all are fancy. And it was like, I... For me, like, I had never had someone put that much effort, especially yeah. in the beginning. Like, oh, I'm, I think I still got the questionnaire in my Look, phone. Look, Gracie said, I'm keeping this for the wedding day. Oh, my. No, like, she's going to put it on. Oh, hold up. We did a whole questionnaire. And these were, like, all questions that he had came up with. So, there were 15 questions. I'm, I'm not just saying I'll read them all. But, like, some of the questions were, like, personal goals for the next three years. What is one deal breaker? Um, three biggest passions are in because also like obviously this was like also early on. That's it. A a main downfall in a prior relationship. And I think it is so important to talk about you don't have to like get into the nitty-gritty of like past relationships, but like that's how you learn, you know, what what doesn't work for you. You talk about the past. And so like the fact that we even did that, you know, it might not have been the best pleasant conversation at that moment, but like we learn like you know what are some of our triggers like what do we not like you know what are some of our past traumas so i was really shocked when this man did this whole questionnaire he's such an adult oh my gosh. gosh i don't even think i'm to that point in my life like she does he have a brother uh, okay uh, right well, he actually uh, does going with the swirl oh my goodness the swirl <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever been in a relationship that was that thought out. And and honestly, it could be because, like, sex was kind of always on the table. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of, you know, when, when emotions get involved. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, when emotions get involved, like, even if you don't like the person as much as you think you do, mm-hmm. you start fucking them. And it is completely different. different. You start to see them different. Like none of the flaws that were there initially matter anymore. Yeah. Now I feel like as a woman, I don't know if guys do this, but I feel like as a woman, you always kind of look at like long term. So you know, mm-hmm. you get intimate with somebody, and now you're like, oh my god, what if we have kids? Like, yeah. are we gonna get married? Are we gonna get a house? And, you know, you start to think outside of the box. Yeah, no, that's that's where the expectations come in place because. I was in an eight-year relationship, and I felt like the biggest downfall was finances, but it was mostly in part because of my expectations. Yeah, I feel like my expectations was the downfall because I expected more of him, but because I did the most, he felt like it was okay for him to take the backseat. Yeah, and it's just sad because now he got me out here at 28 with two kids being a hoe. Stop. You know, back to square one here. But I feel like finances, that is, they say that's like one of the biggest things why people get divorced. And I, I I could see that. I could literally see that because like, I feel like me, and we didn't talk about finance because we was young. Like it was no need to talk about finances. But now that we're married, we live together. It's like a whole so conversation. Important. 
Yeah, and I realized we have like completely different views on finance. Like when I say like we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum, like it's it's bad. So I mean we don't like we don't argue about it, but like I definitely be like telling him like especially now like we need to sit down, like we need to make sure we're paying off debt, like we need to be saving money to buy a house, like saving money. I'm like you want to have kids, we need to be saving money for that. Right. And he's more so like we paid our bills, like. Like, if I don't have no money left over, like, cool. Like, but I paid all my bills. And I'm like, but we need to be, like, really looking towards the future. Like, we need to save money. We need to be paying off credit. And I'm not saying, like, that I'm the best at doing that either because I'm terrible too. But it's just, like, I'm at least, like, starting to think about, like, we need to be doing these things. And I feel like he's not at that same mindset. He's just like, well, we paid the bills. Like, it's okay. And I'm just, and I feel like it hasn't really started no arguments, but I'm like, if, if it proceeds like that and we like get older and we're like still having this conversation, then I'm just like, okay, I could see how this could like start an argument or something like that. But yeah, so finances is stressful. It is. Cause I truly feel like men only think about the now. Yeah. Like as the woman, you're always going to think about overall long-term. Like, like you said, they're only worried about now. Well, what, what's the complaint? Our rent is paid. Okay. We got food. We got to get. No, but we have no money. Okay. Like, like what if, what if an emergency comes up? Right. About to pull out the credit card. Our, our rent is paid. Can we, can we pay, can we handle the emergency with the house? Right. Like, yeah. And it's a little stressful. Like, and I just, and I feel like it's, it's even harder to have the discussion now because I feel like I'm like, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm not still the same way because I'm still bad about like just spending money when I get it. But it's just like, I feel like it's harder to have a conversation because me and him have been like that for so long. Like we, we always spending money. Like we just like, okay, bills paid, spend money. But now I'm like starting to realize like, all right, we getting older, like that's not smart. So it's just like me transitioning to not being like that and him still being like that. It's just like, bro, we was just doing that together. And it's just, it makes it really awkward. I'd be like, come on, let's get our lives together, Craig. Well, do you guys set like financial goals for, as a couple and their financial goals as like personal financial goals yeah but i feel like we haven't i feel like the, the problem is that we set the goals but we haven't really been working towards them but i feel like that's just my life in general like i be setting goals and then don't work towards it so we'll discuss it like we'll sit down discuss it like write out our budget write out our bills like write the whole outline out but then we never we'll be like all right so we're gonna start working on it next week and then we'll never do anything towards it so it sounds like you write a plan out, but it's just yeah. like, it's- yeah, actually, yeah, doing the plan. Yeah, and he'd be like, okay, like it's cool, like we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and I, I just feel like the problem is like, so he don't feel the need to do it, and then I don't follow through with doing it, even though I understand that we need to do it. So neither one of us doing it, and we just be in the same position. So it's like, goes okay, back to that procrastination. We'll that we spoke about. Yeah, procrastination. I'm, I'm gonna get my life together. Matter of fact, now I'm thinking about it. I'm a, Craig, if you're listening, I'm gonna have a budget ready when you come back. <laughs> Pull out the budget book. We ready. We ready 2023. <laughs> we ready. No, I mean, at least like you guys are, you have like the plan. But I feel yeah. like, too, like a lot of times, like, and I know I've even done this for myself, like people will set goals, but they don't have a plan of mm-hmm. how they're gonna reach that goal. Yeah. And going back to my saying, <laughs> A goal without a plan without a plan is just prayer at the end of the day. Like you mm. have to like put things yeah. into place to get there. That's the truth. But I can set goals all day. But if mm-hmm. I don't know how to get there, right. like I I I feel like I'm definitely guilty of doing this a lot at work. Like I've set all these goals for myself. <laughs> and it's like they're achievable, but it's like, okay, 
now I really got to set like even like miniature goals to reach that bigger goal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which sometimes it's like, yeah, and that's why, and I. I don't know if people, y'all know what, like smart goals that you learned yeah, in school. Like, yeah, it, you got to have it like, like, you know, smart goals. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Let me find out this was in Southern schools only. Well, I didn't learn that. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I, I might have learned it in, maybe it was in school, but I feel like it was in school, like maybe college then. But yeah, yeah like, because it, it just kind of gives you like the outline of how you should set your goals, like specific goals. Like, so instead of just being like, I want to get my finances together, be like, I want to pay off this credit card. Or okay. I want to save this amount of money. Because when you set like this big random goals, like you don't have, like you really don't even know where to start. Right, you don't have nothing specific to work towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like, especially like, so at my company, like we do smart goals, but like each, so like you have like an overall goal that like you want to set for the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have like these smaller goals that like you have to do for each quarter to kind of like meet that bigger goal. Right. And they be like, they get you because like they, they really know how to get you. Crazy stress. Each quarter you have to put like if you're on track or if you're mm. like behind. And I'm like, dang, like you really want me to put on behind? Right. Like, like you want me to click that button? They're like, like, yeah, right. hold yourself accountable. Exactly. You gotta hold yourself accountable. Like I know, like I said, I hate it, but I know it's it's, it's doing its job. Because I'm like, dang, I can't, I can't put that button. I gotta do it. Let me yeah. let me figure mm-hmm. out how I'm gonna get it done. But holding yourself accountable will be so hard. Like, yes. but I, but I, what I realized is a lot of time when you hold yourself accountable, like it don't be as bad as you thought. Cause I, I had to do that at work the other day, and I was just, I was gonna lie, I was gonna lie, cause like it was this event that was coming up in a few days that I was supposed to be planning. Like I was supposed to have like guests and everything, and I didn't have nothing together. I didn't do the presentation. I didn't have no guests. Oh I didn't have God. nothing because I forgot about it. Like I literally forgot about it. So my boss had sent a message in the group chat, like asking for an update. And I was sitting there like, dang, this is my event. Like I had forgot about it. So I was sitting here thinking of a, thinking of a lie. I was like, I'm gonna just tell her like this happened and this is the reason, like I was thinking of a whole lie. And then I called and um, then I was like, can I call you? And I called her and I told her the truth. I was like, look, I forgot about the event. Oh I was like, God. I had to do this other event last week and I just really forgot about it. I don't have no speakers or nothing. And I thought it was gonna be like the end of the world. She's like, well, why did you do that? And she was just cool about it. She was like, you know what, it's fine. I think it's actually better if we push it out anyway because I wanna have so-and-so um, speak at it and this and that. Look how it worked out. And I was like, excuse me? I just knew I was about to get in trouble because the event was like, I think this was like a Friday and the event was supposed to be on Tuesday. But she was like, no, nah, I think it's better if um, we push it out because um, it was a it was like a diversity event. So she was like, she wanted to have the head of diversity for the company speak at it. So she was like, she wanted to see his availability. So she's like, yeah, it actually makes more sense if we push it out. Like, we don't want to have it Tuesday. And I was just like, I was doing all this, trying to think of a lie. I was scared for her to be cool with it. And it's funny like you mentioned it. Cause I feel like, to me personally, like I've learned, I'm not, not to feel like you failed, but like for me, like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Like, I've learned so many values. Yeah. So, like, I feel like people sometimes look at, like, failure as, like, I mean, you yeah, obviously want to see, but, like, failure is not, like, the worst thing in the world. Right. Like, you learn, like, okay, what can I do better do it next time? While like, you learn lessons. And, like, mm-hmm. I feel like life is just a bunch of lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, That's the truth. So, I mean, I've learned some great lessons to fail. I've learned more through failing, probably. 
some of the things like I've succeeded in. Because mm-hmm. like those lessons I learned through failure, I know I'm like will never forget. Right? Like, yeah. Ever. <laughs> I'm thinking that failure has definitely taught me a lot. It always does, cause I feel like you really realize like what you can do better next time, like what to avoid, like. And then I think also like the biggest thing that I learned from failure, because I always feel like when I fail, it's gonna be the end of the world. Like, like for that, I'm like, I go to the worst scenarios. So I'm like, I'm gonna get fired or like something like that. And when you realize when you fail, like you just get up and try it again. Like it don't be the end of the world. Like you don't lose your job. You don't die I don't know <laughs> like it don't be the end of the world so it's just it's like refreshing to say dang like I'm allowed to fail and then try again hey hoes and thank you so much for listening to another episode of morning cup of hope podcast hopefully you enjoyed um the hoes will be back again next week for another episode so make sure you stay tuned for more conversations between us I look forward to seeing y'all next week peace